This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm a bitty bag. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about the bigger picture. Uh-huh. Let's talk about how we be ballin', playing with yeah, the yeah, Wizards. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Nets and how they always got good pictures. Jeez. Let's talk about the cats who rescue, turn them boys to winners. Uh, injuries and updates, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To the opponent, we can't toe to toe, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the top, this podcast gonna go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's something you should know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry, and joining me, it's the Stoner. What's up, Nathan? Just the two of us. Mm-mm. Trev uh, couldn't make it tonight. No worries. He's doing his thing. We will have him back uh, for most of our content, as always. We love Trev and wish him the best uh, in his adventure tonight. Uh, it's episode 60 here of Ooh. Ref the District. Yes, the big six zero. And uh, it's also happens to be the NFL's start date, league start date. So free agency officially kicked off, uh, obviously tampering. We've did a couple videos on those. Some updates for today is going to be in today's game. If you want to check out all of the content we've had, go out to our YouTube page. Make sure that you subscribe to the channel. You'll find out all the good stuff that we're having to talk about to include our NCAA brackets that we shared today. We'll talk about that here in the warm up a little bit, also with some discussion on the DMV and the in the cool down. We'll cool down with some other DC sports. The Wiz are not doing good. The Nats are going to actually play baseball, and they just signed a fan favorite today. And the Caps have a Hall of Famer on the roster who made a pretty big, exciting jump just this last game. So all that's coming in the cooldown. Again, the game will be free agency. We stream our podcasts live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter every Wednesday at 730. Of course, go out to our YouTube page. You'll find some other great content we can have there. But our podcast specifically can be listened to anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Yes, that's right. Ref the district. Let's go ahead and get into the game or to, to this warm up here with yep. the NCAA tournament coming up. Uh, we, it's party's not going to do well. I don't, I, 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 I mean, I, you know that I picked against him partly just to spite you. Yeah, that's, that's right. what, what, that's what friends do. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what right. friends do. We had a little bit of a lively conversation. If you haven't checked out our our video on the bracket, you can check that out. We're probably going to uh, duplicate some effort here. Uh, but mm-hmm. one thing we wanted to talk about, especially with this crowd, because we know this is a DC DMV crowd. Mm-hmm. What teams do you consider to be a part of the DMV when we say that? Mm-hmm. Because it was brought up on the on the on mm-hmm. on that particular video, and you argued there were no DMV teams. Correct. And that is Trev correct. And I, Trev and I pointed out a few Virginia teams to include the Hokies mm-hmm. that happened to be in there. That's uh, Virginia. That's not DMV. That 
even though the V stands for Virginia, <laughs> it doesn't include Does the entire for state. Nova? It, it doesn't include the entire state when you talk about DMV. And I know there's people out there that understand that, that the DMV is D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. And the Maryland and Virginia is what just the parts that surround D.C. So Vatek doesn't you – know, Virginia, Longwood – all those schools out there, Richmond, even like Towson, which is near Baltimore. None of those schools, sorry. None of those schools are considered DMV. So the DMV are George Mason, GW, which is George Washington, Georgetown, a lot of Georges, uh, Maryland. And that's it. That's your DMV teams in when you're talking Division One basketball. So sorry, none of, no DMV teams made the tournament. P, P, P4 is agreeing with you on that. Uh, shout out to P4, Tiho, and Katie, who's trolling us by trying to say the D stands for Delaware. I do know that there are several people who believe that to be true. Yeah. No one cares about Delaware. Um, <laughs> That's but, true. But uh, I, I, I agree with you as far as where those teams you know, which teams are, I think even Maryland could be considered a bubble on that, on that particular thing. I think that when you're really looking at it, it's that, it's that beltway. I think they're just inside the the beltway. beltway. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was just trying to throw some of our Virginia fans, a, uh, a a little love there, the, to, you know, with the Hokies, obviously Richmond uh, made it, Uh, but you know, and and Virginia tech, they, they just stormed through the ACC tournament. That was pretty impressive because I think they were pretty much a bubble team, but they obviously played their way off the bubble by winning the tournament. And then you have Longwood who won their tournament. Longwood has been division one for, I don't know, 10 years, maybe at the most. So this is their first time in the tournament. And so that's a pretty cool story as well. And of course, Richmond kind of, I mean, they're close, but they don't fit into the DMV, but they're, they're always a good story when they get in the tournament as well. So that, that's one of the that's better masked picker stoner. Do you know how alumni live in Northern Virginia that went to fine. tech and Richmond? Good. Great Skate for them. Nice. That's what, I, that's what I was trying to tell him. It's like with, with this particular crowd we're talking about, there's a Listen, lot of I'm a, Michi- I'm a Michigan state guy, but nobody wants me, wants to hear me going on and on about Michigan state. I live in the DMV area and I'm a Michigan state guy. Nobody cares about Michigan State around here. There's a Michigan State bar, but in, in DC. But you know that's that's for pretty sure 40, there's a 50 bar people. designated for every yeah exactly every, uh, big school or or team. I mean, so bona fide you, picker, you know what you can do. Come back and see us again uh, yes. every time we, we uh, pre- always appreciate the we views appreciate. and the conversation here. Uh, NCAA tournament, obviously the fir- the first four games uh, playing out. Um, Really starts tomorrow. Really kicks off tomorrow. Yeah, so the real tournament starts tomorrow. Which game, which of these first uh, games are you most excited about? That's the question I, that we didn't ask in the video. I'm really in, in the West, uh, the 7-10, which is the Michigan State-Davidson game. Davidson's, Davidson's going to win. Davidson's point guard is a Michigan State transfer. He was supposed to be a stud at Michigan State, but he's like 5-10, I think. He's just a tiny dude. So he had to kind of step down a level in order to get some good playing time. And he's their leading scorer. So 
Uh, I'm going to be interested in that game. I think that's Friday night. I'm going to stay up late to watch that particular one. That's that's really the only game that I'll be focused on, but I'll watch as many games as possible just because it's fun to watch upsets and 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 watch some of these some of these players emerge as stars. That's always fun to see and coaches and buzzer beaters, all the good stuff that's great about this tournament. I love it. I love watching uh, tournament games. It is fun. It It's March Madness for a reason. It gets oh, yeah. a lot of people involved, even if they don't watch college basketball. So it's always, I think that's good for the sport. Uh, yeah. Do you have, what's your method for picking your bracket? Well, that that's an interesting that you brought that up. The bracket that is part of the ref the district challenge and has been put out there is not my real bracket. I just want to say that right now. If it wins, if it's scores well, then it's my real bracket, but (laughs) I'm telling you right now, that's not my real bracket. My real bracket will be revealed tomorrow before the game start. And my method is, since you asked, my method is, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. It's copying somebody else, folks. I knew the answer. (laughs) If I tell you. Like a good lawyer, you you know the answer before you ask the question. (laughs) Right. If I tell you, then you're you're going to copy mine. Yeah. Because mine does very well. Tell tell people how you copy somebody else's work for your bracket, Stoner. You are the Tom Brady of... Of uh, of NCAA brackets, just cheating your way to the top. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to tell you how it happens. <laughs> how do you do it? You just do. Uh, um, I, hey, I, I like their uniforms. Or hey, no, I, I'm not a color a cool picker. Yeah. I'm not a like uniform picker. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm a, a you know stats nut. Right. Oh, I okay. Like the, I like that those kind of things. So I go off of that, and then I use a little bit of my gut. Like you know, you know that the you know it's not just going to be. Uh, the top teams winning, even though I'm pretty boring most of my my time. The top teams do end up, uh, you know, going to the top, uh, you know, rising to the top. There, yeah, I do pick a few upsets, and it's based off of kind of the matchups of what teams are good, you know, what I think they're good at. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be exciting. We'll see. You know, please, uh, you know, we we post in our community post our brackets. Let us know who you think is going to be there. Of course, we talked about it at length. Uh, in the video that posted this morning, check that out. Let us know what you think and where, what, what are your exciting games and stuff? That's what we yeah. all talked about there, but Let's I don't want to talk. Any, yeah. I don't want to talk anymore. Cause we got a lot of stuff to talk about here as free agency kicked off with a whimper for the Washington commanders, though there was at least one exciting news. That's all coming up here on the game. The game is brought to you by Pacers running stores. Pacers has six stores in Northern Virginia and D.C. For the best running footwear, apparel, and gear, just stop by or schedule a virtual fitting with the best running experts in the business. Pacers Running exists to help as many people as possible through running. For every run, it's Pacers Running. All right, welcome back to the game where we're going to be talking about Washington Commanders and the moves they made and hmm. didn't make yeah. here as free agency has started. Uh, now, we are streaming this live, as I mentioned, on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. We'll be posting it afterwards to our audio platforms. If something drops in the middle of this, we need your assistance. We're going to be kind of monitoring yeah, we need to know. as we're going. But this it, right now, it is currently 741 in the evening mm-hmm. of the first day of free agency. And Washington, 
under Ron Rivera has historically kind of liked to do things a little bit later at night. Yeah. Makes those moves after you go to bed. Is there going to be anything that happens tonight? We'll nope. see. Cause one of the things that they've done today. Yeah. Is they've made, they've opened up some cap space. Yes. So Landon Collins is officially has officially been released. Now that's a June 1st designation. So that's, that's pretty um, important to note because he, his money is still on the books until June 1st, but yep. then they'll have a, they'll have another like $10 million in cap space available to, to, for them to sign. So that's right. keep, keep that in mind. Uh, they still have to sign rookie contracts. So I think they have to keep about four to five million for those rookie contracts. Although I, I believe, I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I believe those rookie contracts, that money is already uh, been spoken for, if you will, when you look at their cap space. Could be. I believe I've I've been told by the Twitter GMs and capolog- Twitter capologists. <laughs> capologists. Yeah, that that money has already been set aside when you look at their how much cap space they have. That includes the rookie scale, the pay scale. You know, they all kind of fit into a certain pay scale, mm-hmm. right? That's all put aside. Or account okay. or accounted for or good. spoken for, whatever. Good, good. So you don't have to worry about that when you're looking at how much space they have. Which last can yeah, differ last saw. everywhere you look, right? Yeah. And so it's uh, kind of hard. Last I'd seen, they have about 10 million now. 10 to 20 million is is what I'm seeing in different different ranges that have been given out there yeah. uh, from our capologists. Uh you know, what do you think they're planning to do with that that cap space? I don't know yet because I, there's just so much. I mean, this is day one. We had the legal tampering for two days, right? But this is still yeah, the day illegal one. tampering since the end of the season. Yeah, exactly. Right. But nobody can officially sign until today. And we saw how that can play out with JD McKissick, which we'll talk about later. But you never know what's going to happen between now and training camp. You You don't know if they're going to sign guys guys can still get released that you weren't expecting and we saw that today with we saw that today yeah more multiple names that people were not expecting so it's just hard to say and it's crazy to me to see people out there who are just talking about how this team has is worse off than they were when last season ended well it's day one give it give it a few months before you can make that declaration the the roster in March is not going to be the roster going into game one of the season. Yeah, so it's not as close. And it's important not to overreact from some of these things. But there are some things done today that really had people question. Sure. In fact, and in fact, the video uh, thumbnail, it's what's the plan? Because yeah. there are some things, as Tiho brought up in his comment earlier that we shared uh, on screen, Matt Ioannidis mm-hmm. was released today. Yep. The Shazer ever released today. Yep. Eric Flowers mm-hmm. released today. That was a $10 million gain for the team. But most people would have said Eflo played very well. He sure. was he was a he was a good guard for Washington. And now it's what's the plan? Are you putting Sadiq Charles into that position? Most fans were not pleased with the work mm-hmm. that Sadiq Charles had put forth. Yeah. Does this mean that they're going to, with one of their six picks, five picks that they're going to have, draft another interior lineman? Mm. They already lost Sheriff on the year. Yeah. So what's the plan? 
Yeah, that's that's to be determined, of course, right? Because who knows? Maybe they re-sign Eric Flowers. We don't know. They absolutely could. Maybe they talked to him about restructuring his contract and he didn't want any part of it. So they released him and he's going to be a free agent now and he's going to look out there and he's like, well, they're not giving other teams are not going to give me anything close to what Washington was talking about in the restructure. I'll just go back and sign with Washington. Who knows? That could happen. Matt Ioannidis, maybe there's some hurt feelings there, so he's probably not going to come yeah, back. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the, those hurt feelings right now because yeah, you brought up but, Matt Ioannidis. So. Who knows what their plan is, but I guarantee you this. I guarantee you this. This staff, this front office, Ron, Marty, Marty, Rod, whoever, all these guys, and there's plenty of them, they have a plan. They haven't told – my dumbass what that plan is. <laughs> they haven't told your dumbass what the and they haven't hey, told no, all hey, those no. people on Twitter most often what their plan a smart is. ass, not a dumbass. <laughs> okay, smart ass. They haven't told us, and so we're out here thinking, what are they doing? What are they doing? What are they doing? And plus, things are always fluid, right? You you we just have to wait until really you have to wait until next January when their final record comes out and you see what these guys did. When we look at last year's free agency moves, right? We were all like, oh man, they got pretty excited. Curtis they got Samuel, the best receiver up Jackson. There. Yeah. You know, whether and or not then, you wanted Fitzmagic or not, at least it was right? a move. And then um, and then what happens is you end up with a seven and nine team, well, seven and ten team. So you can look back at those um uh, you can look back at those free agent pickups and you can say, well, those stunk, right? So, but you can't make that decision on what's been done this year until the entire season plays out. You can have an opinion on whether you like it or not, but you can't say this front office doesn't have a plan. They stink. They don't know what they're doing. I can't figure them out, all that stuff. You don't know. You don't know, and you, you won't you know don't. until next year. One of the things that is a little hopeful for fans with the the creating the space as far as trying to figure out what they're doing with it, what they have up their sleeve, as P4 had commented, mm-hmm. is it perhaps opening up the space to is you know is that make going to make a big free agent splash or possibly yeah. what some fans are hoping is is this going to be the extension on Terry for McLaurin Terry. or pain or sweat. Could be, could or any be of any guys. one of those. I think most people would want Terry resigned. Hopefully, that's going to be the case. Look who decided Look who to join is. us, at least for a little bit. It is the one, the only Trevor. What up? Uh, so what's, what's going up, on, Trev? What's How happening? Doing, Where do you I'm happen to be this, right uh, now? Waiting on this private party to start. They're running a little late. I'm on the podcast. He's <laughs> live. <laughs> My tell, other bartender is watching it live. Say, I'm not on you're there live. Yet, but, oh, um, yeah, yeah so I'm just waiting for him to get here. But I want to jump in and say hey to everybody and talk a little bit about what the hell was going on today with the Washington Commanders. So, so let's get to the specifics then, uh, Nathan. Okay. We were kind of, we were just kind of giving a dancing around ideas. a little bit. And bona fide, well, we'll get, get to that question. Yeah, let's get to some specific guys or specific questions. Matt Ioannidis was released. There's some bitterness there with his agent saying, we don't appreciate being lied to. What do you think about uh, Matt Ioannidis being released? Do you think it hurts? Yeah, that one hurts. I I liked him as a depth guy for us on the line. He could even start if he really wanted to. Um, 
and to have his agent say that does not look good. I mean, he might be exaggerating, but it still does not look good about a front office. So that one hurts. That one stings. And you know what was underreported? That was reported widely. What was underreported is that uh, Mayhew called and apologized. Yeah. Right? He apologized to the agents. That's said, nice. Look, that that wasn't our plan three weeks ago. I was at about to say, at, at the combine is when they yeah. asked. No, right. there's no plan. But that was and also then, before the Carson Wentz trade. Exactly. Yeah. Things change. This is the yeah. NFL. It's a business. And right. unfortunately, so I don't think he was lied to. I think they com- they had planned on keeping him. Yeah. But things changed and the cap structure changed and they had to say, sorry, we're going to cut you. And, and maybe they took a little bit too long. Maybe they could have told him when the tampering period started so that he could have more opportunities mm-hmm. to get out yeah. there. But you know, I don't, put too of, much, yeah, I don't put too much stock into the agent complaining. Uh, just, you know, that's his job is to, to look at that. Yes. Uh, Matt Ioannidis was, you know, taken out of the free agency for a couple of days, but I don't, I, I, what's surprising about Matt Ioannidis being cut and Trev, this is where you're saying that it hurts is they just let Tim settle go. So now yeah. you don't have the depth at the interior defensive line that you had prior. However, how much is that going to, how much is that needed? Right? So they already have a lot of money soaked into there. Maybe this is where they're going to get somebody on the cheap. We mentioned a name this week already, which was Daniel wise mm-hmm. being your depth. How many interior linemen do you did D linemen do you need? So it'll be interesting to see how that void gets filled. Hopefully well, I tell he, you finds, what, he gets on his feet somewhere. You don't need a backup defensive lineman making $8 million a year. That's Especially sure. one. So you, Trev, you mentioned sure. he was pretty good, right? So there was a two-year span there. I think he had 16 sacks, uh, and he looked very dominant. That's one of the reasons why he got that big payday last couple of years. Now, granted, he had the injury that he, uh, and then he was coming back from said injury. Yeah, didn't look nearly as dominant. So I think that he, that uh, you know, again, hope that help him. You know, he'll probably sign with Buffalo. They're signing everybody, anyways. <laughs> uh, but uh, not JD McKissick, though. They're not signing. Nah. Him. <laughs> Let's Take since that. you brought it up, JD McKissick reversed course today. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a chance, Trev, to apologize for the things you said. <laughs> no, yesterday. I'm not elated about JD about McKissick. It. I'm not excited about it. It's not news to I me. Mean, it's news, but it's not like worth really putting stock into it. Yeah. it crossed no, off no one's one winning a Super Bowl off their third today. string yeah. or third down. Yeah, he's an idiot. Back. You went to the. You had a chance to go to the Bills for the <laughs> Super Bowl. Yeah, and you chose to come back to Washington. But that, and- that to me is the biggest part of this story. Right. So I even said, you know, JD McKissick. I would like to see him back. He was, you know, he that offense mm-hmm. was better with him on the field. However, running backs tend to be the most replaceable parts. Mm-hmm. That being said, the biggest part about J.D. McKissick reversing course was that he did. He's left a Super Bowl contending team to come back to Washington. That kind mm-hmm. of you know puts a little hole. He, he <laughs> may, may maybe have to do some drug testing, but he, yeah. you know, a lot of fans are upset with Washington and and they claim nobody wants to come to Washington. Mm -hmm. Now you have a player for not more money. It is literally the same contract. I don't count that. JD McKissick 
switches back and le- leaves that. Buffalo to come come well, to Washington. Why do you count that, Trev? Because he's already that's got to be here. worth something. He's, it's not like he ha- like he's been here, so okay. it's easy for him to say he wants to come back. It'd be different if we sign somebody brand new and they'd be like, "Oh, I want to come there," but that doesn't happen. <laughs> okay, so, but also you can look at it. The... You can look at it and say he's already been here so he understands the culture that's here already and he wants to still be a part of that right because he has already experienced it whereas before you can say well i don't know really what it's like over in washington i'm gonna check it out because they're gonna give me a lot of money this guy says i've been here i like the culture i like what they're doing i'm staying i think that's a a, the the offense too right a lot of people you know don't like don't like scott turner (laughs) okay i just want you guys to know that I, again, we're not JD talking like it. this is this this is a world beater. I I, yeah, I, I was with you, sure. Trev. I said We'd, that you know running backs are the most replaceable. But the fact that you have a guy, any guy, any player okay. who who would rather go to Washington than a Super Bowl contending team, a team that 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 that's took true. Kansas City had a chance to be in the AFC. Like that's that is big. That that to me is is bigger than getting JD McKissick the player. It's just having a having somebody outwardly gotcha. turned down, like same contract. Like I said, it's not like the, you know they were he, he was offered three years, seven million dollars, right, or something like that. Okay. And Washington was just like we wanted to match. And JD McKissick heard this, was like, okay, let them match, and we're gonna go, we're gonna stick around in Washington. I think that's a pretty big deal. It wasn't like Washington was like, no, we'll go ahead and do ten million. He came what about, back. What about this? Nah, is, I've read that on Twitter too. It's, it's I, not real. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's people that joking. That's a jo- that's a joke. I I yeah. did see that right before we before went live. Before I get out of here, though, uh, Jay, thanks for uh, jumping in there. Really bummed about the Eric Flowers move. That really bums me out. And Stoner, yeah. right before I got on, I heard you saying maybe they could re-sign him down the road. Maybe the restructure wasn't to his liking. He'll go out there and be like, "Well, dang, ain't no money out here anyway, so I might as well stay in Washington." Yeah. Hopefully, that's the case. Yeah, we saw Jen Leno, uh, Charles Leno's wife on Twitter expressing her feelings about the move personally. Yeah. So that was a shock. Was not expecting that because they were rumblings about extending him possibly or like. Sure, they needed to scary, do something because but... he was going to cost ten million dollars against the cap. Yeah. So yeah. He, the I do That's a, a lot, lot of though. a lot of us were saying extend him that that reduces his cap hit, and I, mm-hmm. maybe those those talks didn't go well. And you just had to release him. I do think Eric Flowers was a, a bit shocking. You know, one of the things that Ron Rivera was beating the drum with when he was talking about going after QB and trying to be attractive for a, a, a superior QB was the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've after after saying that you've released both of your guards. You know, one yeah. through you know one you lose in free agency to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the other one you just let go. So, you know, is this offensive line still going to be, you know, one of the better li- units in the NFL next year without lo- mm-hmm. without these two players? Trav, oh, what's, no. your, what's your prediction for the um, for what they're doing with clearing all this space? What's your prediction they're going to do with that? They're going to go money? get somebody big in the linebacker, really? the linebacker group. I don't know. Maybe they're trying to beef up a a package to go get one of these Bobby Wagner's or um, Jason Pierre, Paul, I don't know. One of these edge guys, linebacker guys. I don't know. That's my only guess. 
because we're, we're yeah. missing all the big name safeties. We're missing. There's really not many big name wide receivers this year. Running backs, the ones that are left, they're yeah. washed. Um, but, so yeah, go get I, you Bobby Wagner. Or now we focus on the draft. There's nothing left really. Yeah, yeah. We're, we'll see what they're going to end up doing uh, with that extra money that they're creating. I don't think it's going to be anything big. I think you're going to see a bunch of Bobby McCain type moves. You know, from last year. The Bobby yeah. McCain type move, the uh, uh, from two years ago, the Logan Thomas move. You know, guys who you don't really recognize as being a big name. That hey, yeah. this guy can we can plug him in for a decent amount of money and he can help us out. That's what I think. We still got time. Go this is only officially quantity. what day one, right? Day one, man. So They've some got big names could be released here pretty soon that we might not see coming. So. But I'm going to get out of here, guys. I just want to come and jump on with my boys. I miss you guys. I got to go do some work. All right. All right Trev, we appreciate you jumping on with us. You can check Always. Trev out at Skybar. And that's where he's hosting this private party. Hey, look, at that, look at that place. Big party. So get with, get with Trev. Hit him up. If you're in the Lexington, Virginia area or anywhere near there, you can uh, you can check out the Skybar in person. You know, let's continue our conversation here yeah. with the free agency. Yep. Uh, moves. Uh, you know, we talked about Matt Ioannidis being released, Eric Flowers being released, Shazer Everett was another. That was an easy one. Uh, yeah, I, he special teams guy. They just signed their other special teams ace. I have I have a feeling you're probably going to see him kind of in that captain uh, spot. Uh, Trapkey is uh, yeah. or Apke Troy Apke is our, is of course who I'm talking about. He'll probably kind of take over that special teams captain role as the special teams and maybe even play some safety maybe would be a disaster it would but you know he's done they they tried him out at corner this last year yeah so i don't i don't i don't know that they're going to want to want to move him back to doing that um the um another signing which you you're very lukewarm on Cam Sims, but that that was official today as well. Was Cam Sims was was assigned uh, to? A, a I'm okay contract. with I'm okay with Cam Sims. I mean, again, if Cam Sims is playing in the game as a wide receiver, you're in trouble, right? But you need Cam Sims or somebody like Cam Sims that can jump in there once in a while to play receiver. You don't expect anything from him, but he's a special teamer. And he's just simply a depth guy. You have to have these guys on your roster. You have to have guys who are the 46th, the 47th, the 48th, and on guys on your roster. And these are guys that you can trust. And if he's willing to take a cheap deal to keep doing what he's doing, and he knows the offense, he knows the system, and he knows the staff and all of those. He's also 6'5", which yeah, uh, the receiving, yeah, but, our Washington's I mean, receiving core is a little small. I think that's somewhat important. I don't ever want to see him out playing wide receiver. <laughs> I don't ever want to see him playing wide receiver. I don't. So, because so that you, means it's bad. They go into four, four, maybe five receiver set, and who are you putting out there? Oh, I'm putting Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick before I'm putting – Cam Sims out <laughs> there. I mean, right now, if you looked at the people that they have, I would have Deami Brown and, uh, and of course Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel. Those those two are right, the first and then two, maybe right. Gibson and McKissick or 
or Dax Milne even. I don't want Cam Sims. You're putting you're putting Dax Milne above Cam no, Sims. Probably not. That's that okay. was just throwing yeah. out there. But <laughs> got but, a little carried away with yourself, Stone. Yeah, yeah. Put but it I'm down. I'm just saying he's simply a depth guy, and if he's playing, that means your your big time players, your Curtis Samuel, or your McLaurin's, or Diami or whatever, they're hurt. So that's bad that he's in there. But if you see him on special teams, that's great. That's fine. He does that well. Just keep doing that. You need those kind of guys. But I just, again, I don't want him anywhere near the offensive formation. I don't want him in the huddle. I don't want to know. But if, but if you just absolutely have to, then you have to. But you're going to end up losing that game because he's not going to help you win football games. But – the J.D. McKissick thing, and I disagree with you guys on that. I think J.D. McKissick was an important piece, and I'm glad he's coming back. And I said that when they lost him. I thought he was very important oh, time to this out, team. Time out, time out, You can play back the tape from our uh-huh. episode Monday. I said he he is an important piece. I would like to see him back. Okay. It, reports are that it's not going to happen. And, you know, thankfully – running back caps to be one of those positions that is like, I, I actually, I'd watched it today just to make sure that I got this correct. <laughs> I actually did not say he was replaceable. I oh, said okay. that they would have to try to replace it, whether or not that's on the roster or through the draft. Yeah. But I, I, I expressed interest in keeping JD McKissick because this offense is different with him on the field. But I thought you and Trev were in cahoots there for a few minutes ago, talking about JD McKissick and, He's unimportant and what I was Didn't talking you say about. That? How, no, you, what are you hearing? I thought you said I'm with you. Trev. Old man, Jamie turn up Mc- your turn up your hearing aid. We got the old man glasses on. Let's uh, right. turn up the hearing aid. I was talking about how important it is that he wanted to come back, regardless of the player that he okay. is. Right, that he's a you know yes, he's a third down back, but it's a it's an NFL football player wanting to come to Washington over a Super Bowl contending team. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I mean, they're spending they're spending absolutely big so here's, here's something here here's the thing tyrone i'm gonna pick on you here for a second okay thanks for what watching he, the channel is yes thank you before i you know attack you a little bit here but yes what he did what he did to digs was super impressive what was the score of that game it was not not in Washington's favor. They got smoked. And part of the reason is because Cam Sims was playing offense that day. He made a play. That's great. Yay. So he's good for one or two of those a year. He's not special is what I'm saying. And that's fine. You don't have 53 special players. Nobody. Even the Los Angeles Rams, who just won the Super Bowl, don't have 53 special players. But you need special players out there to make the plays to help you win games and let these other guys fill in where they may. So he can do this one play per year, two plays a year. That's fine. He he's very athletic. He's six, five, but there's a reason he's he's in his like fifth year and he can bear and he gets sent up and down from the practice squad 10 times a year. There's a reason for that. The coaches see him every day for five years two different coaching staffs, all these different offensive coordinators and wide receivers coaches, they see him every single day and they know what his limitations are. 
I want him on my team. I don't want him playing receiver every every down. And we will clip that's that that's up, it. and we will we will play that every time Cam Sims makes a play. Uh, <laughs> well, it's once a year. Season. Uh, yeah, With, you get uh, one uh, view. A you year. know, look looking <laughs> looking at the uh, the stats. I mean, it, it really does back up what Stoner's talking about. This, I mean, he had the two touchdowns. One of those is the amazing play that Tyrone brought that up fantastic. in our comments uh, when, he, when he got it out on Diggs. I do think, and I said this uh, on Monday's video. I do think that there is some talent there. I do think that as uh, Tyrone brings it up is they don't, it's not necessarily that they don't play him enough. It's that they don't, don't use cam Sims. And, and, and this signing, I don't think for instance, if we're going to bring up the draft a little bit here, this signing doesn't stop them from getting a receiver in the draft. I don't think no, they're going to take uh, one at 11, but it, it's uh, they, that they're not going to, you think they're going to take one at 11? I don't think I they do. will. Um, it's not going to stop them from that. Cam Sims, I like. How many times did did they run an offense in the red zone and Cam Sims wasn't out there? Mm-hmm. Your six foot five guy is not out there when you're when you're tight on space and you just want to throw. Sometimes, especially with Taylor Heineke, you're going to throw a jump ball. Okay. So mm-hmm. you know, but as you said, they 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 see him in practice. There's something there. They liked him well enough to resign him. I think sure. that is is good. We'll have to see. Where where they uh, where they can play him? I do think that with Carson Wentz, maybe there might be something there. Carson Wentz, you know, his, his prime targets in his career have been six five or over. Yeah, big partially guys. helped sure. out with uh, with Zach Ertz uh, or Ertz there. But Chris, like, uh, Chris like, talking uh, also in here that, that he, they still see some potential and that he thinks they'll draft a wide receiver at 47. I think the second or third, well, they don't have a third round pick. So second round second, pick for a receiver, I think is. Which is, is 47, right? Yeah, okay. 47. But, um, but the point on that is yes, he's six, five. Yes. He's athletic. Well, you know who else is six, five and athletic Samus Reyes. Okay. The, it's not enough to be. Six five and athletic. You have to be able to do it on a consistent basis and be special at what you're doing. It's not just measurables. Guys can be combine freaks and then they can't play in the NFL. And some guys who are not combine freaks, who are terrible at the combine, can come out and just be amazing. And then there are guys who are combine freaks and who are great in the NFL as well. So it's just not so simple that you're going to say, well, he's six five. And he's athletic, and look what he did to Diggs. He should be playing every down. I don't believe that at all because I trust the coaches. Again, like I said, this is two different coaching staffs that have had yeah. him, and they Cam like him, but in, not enough to be a star. Uh, young guy, that's that's something to think about. I mean, he's still yeah. young. He's young. not like he's a rookie or right, right. within the first couple of years there. Uh, interesting point that you bring it up that because we discussed in the video that was released this morning – you know, mm. you've brought up the twins, identical twins on the team. Mm. One of them's going to be in on Iowa. One of them's going to be NBA bound. The other one's not. And I told mm. you that it's not skills, not in your DNA. And here you're mentioning about how just because these these are athletic doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be um, good. So that I said talent, talent, talent is not in the DNA. That's talent's what, not. You in said the DNA. talent. Is I not. said. I said talent's not in the, yeah. in the DNA. Talent is in the DNA. No, athletic ability can be. You know, that's 
yeah, yeah, that that part is is, but not necessarily the talent, and that's what we're kind of seeing there. Um, they don't uh, Tyrone. They don't use Cam Sims, at, and they don't use uh, Samus either in that red zone. And and, and it's kind of frustrating when you see. Now, I liked DeAndre Carter. I appreciated what he brought to the team, especially in the return uh, in the return game. Mm-hmm. Best return we've had in in, in quite a little bit. You now, granted, I mean, I think Steve Sims Jr.'s first year was pretty good, but then after that, some big problems. Yeah. But uh, DeAndre Carter, I don't want to see five foot, you know, six guy. I know he's not five six, but I mean, yeah, a right, tiny right. guy in the red time. zone. You don't want to see yeah. him in the red zone. Uh, I'm going to get to bona fide pickers question here. Okay, Let's uh, do that. before it gets too far up the the comment chain. Yeah, uh, and I and I lose it here. Now that the QB situation has changed, do you think Washington would have considered Baker Mayfield if they had not gotten Wentz? That was a big discussion at Bonafide's office today. Uh, of course, Baker Mayfield came out, kind of talked to Cleveland and Cleveland fans, saying how much that he loves it there and it's a big part of his life. Uh, a lot of people took that as him whining because it was made very public that Cleveland was pursuing Deshaun Watson. So it yeah. looks like Baker Mayfield, whether or not it's Watson's going to go to Cleveland or not, Baker Mayfield probably has one year left in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Do you think this this organization would want to to pick up Baker? You know, before they they got wins. Uh, I'm bringing this up again because I think there's a very important word in here uh, when we get to this discussion, and that is. Now that the QB situation has changed, do you think Washington would have considered Baker Mayfield or should have considered Baker Mayfield? So they, because that's two different questions, right? Would they have considered Baker Mayfield if they had not gotten gotten wins? And that question is a hundred percent they would have considered him if they were still in the situation without Carson Wentz and they're sitting there going, we don't have a quarterback. If they're like Indianapolis or Carolina or teams that are sitting there without a, a bona fide starter and they're looking around, absolutely. You would consider signing Baker Mayfield. Now going, turning the clock back, should they have considered Baker Mayfield? You can't, you can't wait until, all this time to try and figure out who your quarterback is. They did the smart thing by getting a guy that they 100% knew would have to come here because they traded for him, uh, and they did the right thing. Whether or not it's going to work out, who knows? But they did the right thing to get an upgrade. To getting that QB and get that upgrade taken care of. But would would they have considered Baker Mayfield if they had not gotten Wentz? I think 100%. I have to imagine that they probably – did inquire at some point, but maybe mm. not seriously. I mean, this this team, this this front office reportedly called up Kansas City for Mahomes. Right, right. They were they have- were not leaving any uh, any stone unturned. So I do think that they would have, if not had already, kind of asked, "What would you, you know, what would you take to part ways with Baker?" And even though yeah. Cleveland is ready to go to Deshaun Watson or appears ready to give up on Baker Mayfield. Let's get this one thing straight here. Baker is going to start the season for Cleveland. I agree. I okay. agree 100%. Let's let's that. get that out of the way. So they would not they were not going to give up Baker 
for pennies. They were going to ask for multiple firsts and yeah. and everything. So it doesn't matter that they're that down on him to the point where they're looking for Deshaun Watson. It it just matters that you know that they they have a, a number one overall pick who honestly is coming off an injured season, and they're still going to start him this next year. And maybe he lights it up, and he might not stay in Cleveland if he does really well this next year. This is this is a uh, this is a team that was uh, close to beating Kansas City the year before last. Uh, and then, you know, Baker was injured this year, whether or not he's trash or not, Gregory, um, I'm, I, I'm an OU guy. I, I'm a military brat born in Oklahoma. So sooner, sooner bred, sooner dead. Uh, I don't think Baker's trash. I don't think he was worth the fir- number one overall pick. I don't think he's, uh, great. I do think that he's undervalued, but that's not to say that I think that he, again, that he's a great quarterback. It just but would people... you have would you have considered him if you were Washington if if you were sitting would? in the exact same situation but no Carson Wentz no Carson Wentz right now yeah absolutely oh yeah like but like you percent. but like you mentioned they did it you know this situation didn't unravel until just now right exactly so you can't wait until now to get there you know if and and honestly I don't think fans would have been patient enough for that. Right, I mean, they they were. Oh yeah, you know, if we fa- were fan- striking out on everybody, yeah, fans were already unhappy that they lost out on the Wilson sweepstakes and yeah. that they weren't going to get there on the Watson sweepstakes, and then all of a sudden you have Mitch Trubisky spurn us for the Steelers. You, right, you right. probably have you know Winston still unsigned, but if they don't go get him and Winston signs elsewhere, then all of a sudden you know fans would be you know very unhappy. And I know a lot of people are unhappy with the Wentz decision. Then they trade for Baker Mayfield. Fans would have lost their dang on minds. You probably would have had to give up more for Baker than you did for Wentz. Probably. Probably had to give up more for him. And he's, and, and when I look at those two, Baker Mayfield and Carson Wentz, it's like that Spider-Man meme looking at each other. They're the same guy (laughs) there. They've shown flashes of brilliance and they've shown that, they suck and they have uh, dealt with a lot of injuries. I mean, it was just two years ago. Baker was, what were they? 11 and five. I think maybe I think. just 10 and six, but they, maybe they did make, they did make the playoffs. And again, they, they killed pushed, Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. They, they pushed Kansas city uh, to the, yeah. to the limits there. So, and he was hurt all last year. So can he, can he overcome that and become the player he was two years ago? Or is he, what he was the other three years, which is basically just an average quarterback. Who knows? But I guarantee you this, he's better than Taylor Heineke in all facets. And around here, that's that's like finding gold at the end of the rainbow or a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It's something that you can, uh, that you can put your hat on and say, all right, this is what we're going to go with. This is way better than we've had it before. Let's see how far we can uh, we can go with it. All right. Well, thank you, Bonafide, for that question. We're going to move on to Gregory's, uh, not Gregory, sorry, uh, uh, Gerard's Gerard, question. Yeah, boy, G. I like that. Why do we think Carson Wentz is good? Why not get a free agent QB like Jacoby Brissett? Um, why did you even put that up there? Sorry. Gerard, Gerard, or whatever. That's a terrible My question. Man, these people, thank you for tuning into the channel. <laughs> I've been Stop killing They're me. just trashing everybody. Been, who's who's, get, who's everybody. coming up, coming in here with some comments. 
Uh, but seriously, I mean, Jacoby Brissett, all those guys, we had a a show that we put together on kind of all of the available quarterbacks and the quarterback tiers that we would put them on. And we didn't we didn't put Jacoby Brissett. We didn't even talk about him. He's 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 D tier. He's 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 not he's even on the around. list. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you can't do that. Ron can't afford to do that. He's going to lose his job if he has Mitch Trubisky or Jacoby Brissett or Joe Flacco or uh, Sam Darnold or any of these guys. He's going to lose his job, and he knows it. So he cannot go with somebody like that, and he can't wait around for a possible free agent or a trade like Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, guys who don't want to come here. So he had to go get somebody who's not A tier or whatever. What is that? S tier? The very top. S tier was the yeah. very top. What does that Remember stand the for? The stoner tier. Yeah, the stoner tier. He's not the top, but he's not down at Taylor Heineke's level, and he's going to give this team a chance to win. He had to do it. Ron ha- absolutely had to make that yeah. trade for the best he could for somebody who didn't have a choice to come here because so, you traded for him. Gerard, I was, I was, I was on team free agent. I that's, what the, that's the route that I wanted to go. Uh, I, in fact, was very public with not wanting Wentz here leading up to up to the trade. I just didn't see the value in giving away picks for a QB of Wentz or Garoppolo stature when you mm-hmm. can get a free agent like uh, uh, Winston Trubisky. I think that you know. I think that there's probably a little bit more hype and I think that people he'll probably do well in Pittsburgh because that's a good organization, maybe not have the same success here. Um, but yeah. I was just doing going that route because it just, I didn't want to give up picks for QB like that. Now, that being said, Wentz, even though we rated him and uh, at the back end of our, I think our B or C tier, I don't think that he's a bad quarterback. I do think that there's some reclamation project that we can have here. So I think that he can be good for the team. And much like some of these other ones, uh, uh, other fans here, you know, we're, I'm just going to get behind him. He's he's my QB now, right? He's QB one as Washington Commanders have posted. So I'm going to get behind him, and I'm going to say, I'm going to you know mm-hmm. we're going to pick apart his game when he has a bad game. Oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're going to trash him. Yep. And when he has a great game, we're going to we're going to praise him. And yep. that's what we're going to do as fans. Uh, I think that it it's going to be interesting. I do th- one. We said this when they picked him up. He's better than Heineke. Yes, Baker's he's better than Heineke. But I, we much. we also we're not going to trash Heineke. He's a solid mm-hmm. backup. Mm-hmm. And we're happy that he's in that position for Washington. If Wentz, who's injury prone, uh, you know, Niss, you know, that it's overblown. He's actually not that that as injury prone as you think. Um, so just keep that in mind. But if he goes down, we at least have a solid backup to potentially win some games. So I think that's going to be uh, good for Washington to have these these kind of things going on there. Uh, and this is a, a great point by Gerard, who who counter counterpoints what I was saying. He absolutely could lose his job if Carson Wentz doesn't do what Carson what they brought him in to do. He absolutely could lose his job. If they don't win at least, I'm saying they've got to win at least nine games for him to keep his job. Some people are saying eight games. I don't know how you go with seven wins, seven wins, eight wins and think that's okay. That's not okay. I think they have to win at least nine games. 
And Carson Wentz is going to give you a better chance at doing that than a Jacoby Brissett, a Mitch Trubisky, James Winston, Ty, all yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. He's going to give you a better chance. He absolutely could blow it as well, and everybody will lose their job. That could happen as well. But he's well, going to give you a better chance with Carson Wentz. To, to show you how how excited I was about this, my favorite part of, of the trade so far is that they haven't actually restructured his contract. Now, the $28 million is limiting Washington a little bit right now, mm-hmm. but what that allows for the team to do is if he ends up not being the guy mm-hmm. and they have a really bad year, next season they can cut ties with him and it's mm-hmm. not going to be anything against the cap. That's right. And if that's the case, if they have to do that, I do think – that Ron Rivera is going to go with them. Yeah, absolutely. So, but and and they do that because now you can get a new coach who drafts their QB. Yep. And the first round, and it's their guy, and they develop together. And to me, that's the best part about this because it's it's to me it's a win win essentially. Because you know, that you, hasn't you, happened. Even if you lose, you're going to win because if if they win and Wentz plays like he did that near MVP season. Mm-hmm. Then you're good. You got your quarterback of the future. He's only 29 years old. It's gonna, and you only had a tra- uh, trade up a third and a second round pick because he's gonna play more than 70% of the games. I'm gonna tell you that right now. He's gonna mm-hmm. do that. And, uh, and so that's great. But if he's bad, okay, we sucked for one year. Yep. Ron, thank you for, for changing the culture. Yeah. And Wentz, yeah, you're gone because you don't cost us anything to cut you loose. Yep. New coach, new QB Start next season. Over. I don't want that. I want success right. now. Right. But I'm at least saying that the worst case scenario here, it's a full reset. And I think some fans would really appreciate that. So I think yeah. that's pretty, pretty good. Gregory says, asking if he thinks that we're going to go after a QB in the draft. Not before and the fifth. Not before the fifth round. Not before the fifth round. If they get somebody, wow. it is a it is a project to be the QB three sitting on the practice squad. It is not going to be it's not going to be someone who's going to challenge uh, Heineke for the backup spot, and it's mm-hmm. cer- certainly not going to change uh, Wentz's status as QB one. So don't look for them to draft in the first couple of rounds, and that includes if if uh, Ritter How are there at forty seven. It's just not going to happen. It's not happening. Yeah. And this is just me. Uh, I don't know who all needs to hear this, but they're not drafting a quarterback at all. There's no, there's no reason to waste even a fifth rounder on a quarterback because those guys don't ever happen. There are only so many Tom Brady's and Kurt Warner's in the world. There's two. Kurt of them. Warner was undrafted, right? That's what I mean. There's only two of those that that's ever happened to. Name me another fifth rounder later pick that has turned into something great. They're not drafting a quarterback this year. They're not going to have Carson Wentz looking over his shoulder. He he is a little soft. Maybe I don't know if soft is the right word, but he's fragile. One, one of the one the, one of the things that's reported right? about him, right? Yeah. Is, is this is this uh, the fact that you know he was unhappy in Philadelphia because of the Foles praise, and then right, you know, exactly. It's just not something. And the that drafting of Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. right in the second round, or I think that's when he was drafted, second or third round. But, yeah, there's no reason to put that sort of pressure on everybody to have a quarterback that you drafted sitting there looking, and Carson Wentz has constantly got to be looking over his shoulder. And all of us Twitter folks and and all that are out there screaming at Ron, play the rookie, play the rookie, play. They don't need that. 
They don't need the inside the building having two different camps, the Carson camp and the rookie camp. They don't need that. Ron doesn't need that. The team doesn't need that. There's no reason to draft a quarterback this year. Next year, different story. All right. The, uh, the lots of comments in there. We appreciate all the the, uh, the interaction, and we and we we. Uh, if you got another question, get it in there pretty quickly. I'm going to cough, so Stoner, you're going to have Uh-oh. to. Come. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so the quarterback situation this year is pretty much done. They're going to find somebody to be that third quarterback. There's there's a, b- a bazillion third quarterbacks. So, I mean, go, go sign Garrett Gilbert to be your third quarterback or whatever. It's going to be Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke, some guy you never heard of is going to be your third guy because you don't have the COVID issues this year, so you don't have to worry about having a guy ready all the time. Those are going to be your two quarterbacks this year. Don't expect for them to draft anybody or for them to sign a Jameis Winston to come in and help out. Or, again, I mean, Tyrod Taylor signed, but I think Bridgewater signed somewhere as well. I don't remember. But they're not. it's not going to be a name, I'm telling you. Maybe Steven Montez comes back and, and plays that third quarterback again. Third, The third quarterback is so inconsequential in this league that it can basically be a warm body. Yeah. I could I, do the job. Hopefully the health and safety protocols and everything are are behind us so you don't necessarily yeah. have to go to that that third and fourth string out there. Um yeah, Bridge uh, Bridgewater did go to Miami, so yeah, that's right. Uh, he he went that way. P four brings up, and I, I saw that comment earlier, so I'm glad you put this one back in there. P four says, "I'm worried about the talk that Wentz isn't a leader." Mm-hmm. I I'm not saying there's not smoke uh, there on that particular topic. I do think that's probably overblown. There were a lot of Indianapolis players who came out in support of Wentz. And I think that says something. Now, I'm not saying that he was universally loved within right. that locker room. We do know that the owner didn't like him. And I think the GM was okay moving away from him. Obviously, he had to be because they did the draft picks. I do think the coach still wanted him there and, st- and even said as much that he still believes him as the player and the person. So I think th- some of that leader stuff is overblown. Now, what's going to be interesting is – that's been widely spread out here over the last couple of weeks that he's not a leader, right? That's one, something that we're hearing a lot of. Mm-hmm. I think that he's going to react to that by proving to people that he's a leader. And I tweeted this out. And one of the things hey. I would love for him to do is call up my man, Terry McLaurin, mm-hmm. and the rest of the receivers and get yourself yep. a little play date to yep. toss the ball, work on that chemistry. Start mm-hmm. seeing some stuff like that. I think that we're going to see a little bit different side of Wentz because people are attacking his character. And so he's going to want to show, no, he is a leader. And yeah. we'll definitely hear, you know, we, we, you know, we're, we're going to hear if he's not in that locker room. So that'll be yeah. something interesting. Yeah. I, I don't worry too much about that. Look, I, I just need my quarterback to throw touchdowns. Right, I don't necessarily need him to be a leader. You Jeff George, but if he is a leader, on top of that, that's great. But like we always say, there are only so many quarterbacks that are perfect. Right, Carson Wentz is not perfect. He has a lot of faults, but he 
is good enough if he plays up to his ability to lead this team to the playoffs. So all this little stuff, he's not a leader. He, um, he, he doesn't go and hang out with the boys, right? Because he's more on the religious side. He's a little bit fragile with his ego. Yeah, you're going to nitpick him to death because he's a quarterback of your team. But just worry about what he does on Sundays and throwing the ball to Terry McLaurin, targeting him 12 to 15 times a game, and we're going to be all right. So don't, yeah. don't worry People too much about People will be pretty, pretty happy with that. Um, we have James in here. Can we realistically get Bobby uh, Wagner or and the Honey Badger to help this defense? Mm-hmm. We're going to even call that an or. Also, we need to protect Carson. What linemen can we get? Uh, let's tackle that first question there with Bobby Wagner and the Honey Badger. I'm going to tell you right now my my take on what's going to happen the rest of this free agency is you can pretty much take a nap. Don't yep. expect any big names, uh, mm-hmm. and that's going to be for a couple reasons. One, they they have players that they want to resign, like Terry McLaurin and like Deron Payne, who they're going to need to give that money to. So I don't expect them to go after a big free agent. They're not going to want to go after a big free agent because they lost Sheriff. This is the first time at next season, uh, next draft rather, will be potentially the first time in however long that Washington gets a comp pick because Sheriff signed elsewhere and they're losing that level of talent to that big mm-hmm. of a contract and they didn't bring anybody on to replace him. So I think that not that a third rounders, you know, gold and you can't, you know, lose it for a quality player like Bobby Wagner or the honey badger, just that what value are you really getting out of that? So I don't see them making any big splash stoner. Do you have a different opinion on that? No, you're exactly right. They're not, they're not signing a Bobby Wagner or honey badger. They're not signing anybody of names, and they don't have to. We have to realize that, again, you don't have to have a name at every position. You just have to have qual- – you have to be able to find those diamonds in the rough, the guys like we talked about earlier, the um, the uh, Bobby McCain's, um, the – I'm trying to think, you know, the Matt Ioannidis, who you had never heard of. The until, Cole Holcomb? The Cole Holcomb's. The, I mean, they're not great players, but they fit in – and you have other great players that you draft around them or sign uh, and hope that they live up to those contracts. You need guys like that. You need the Eric Flowers. I know they just released him, but there's a guy you found off the scrap heap. Uh, Logan Thomas is a guy. J.D. McKissick, you never really heard of him until he got here, and then he got his payday. Cam Curl so, was a seventh-round pick. Yeah, these are he's guys. He's a dog. I think that he's a lot better than than what his draft was. So Yeah, so you need all of these guys. You need to be able to identify who they are and fit, fit them into those positions. You don't need all these names. You don't need Bobby Wagner. Uh, Teron Matthew, the Honey Badger, had a worse uh, PFF rating for whatever that's worth, which I don't believe in that favorite. much. But he had a worse rating than Landon Collins did. And people were killing Collins and worse than Bobby McCain. So he's a name. He makes some plays, but he gets toasted, especially in the run game, because he's a little undersized for a safety. Don't worry about names, folks. I don't think I've ever used that before, folks. Don't worry about <laughs> names. Rubbing worry about positions and getting guys that can that can make plays. They don't have to be names and numbers. 
Yeah, you 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 need, and I think that's what we're going to see. Like you said, some of these signings, you know, people loved having JD McKissick back. Stoner, you're one of them. Yeah, a couple couple of years ago, most people were just like JD McKissick. Yeah, like, never heard of him. Right? This is not like people heard about him. They knew that he was offloaded yeah. by Seattle, but they were just this is just a guy, yeah, right? They just guy, they, right? it was just somebody. Uh, DeAndre Carter from last year. It was somebody who they signed. Great and, example. Uh, we 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 have a 53 man roster uh, video that we talked about and most, a lot of people thought Carter would be cut mm-hmm. because you could just have somebody else take do if he if his sole responsibility was to be the kick returner you don't want to waste a position on that now it turns yeah. out that he was a lot better at wide receiver than most people really expected that they thought yep but this this was somebody who they were able to get for cheap so this is what they're going to do within with the free agency uh to answer your first part uh, with the Wagner and Honey Badger part of that uh, question, James. The second part, they do need to start filling up that lineman. I see a lot of comments in there about what they're going to do with that 11th pick. I'm also team trade down, but it takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do not be surprised to see you know a lineman taken with that 11th pick. I know a lot of you are also hoping oh, for a wide receiver. Oh, and, to me, not. I want firepower as well. I don't think they're going to take a receiver at 11, but they need somebody who's going to have immediate impact. And I don't think taking a guard because uh, you already yeah. have your tackles Interior taken lineman. care of. You don't need you don't need uh, that. But don't be surprised to see, you know, offensive linemen taken within their first three picks, which is rounds one, two and four. So yeah. they don't have that third round pick. But, yes, I'm team trade back. But it does take two to tango yeah. and with some of these teams. It's kind of solidifying their QB situation. I don't necessarily think that you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have a trade partner to trade up to 11. Now it depends if there is somebody there at 11, you never know each, each year is kind of, it's, it's where the, where the people, where the players fall, mm-hmm. who knows who's there at 11 that people want to jump up for. But Here's a question. What? Nathan, OPG I, bubbles. I don't think, I don't think I've ever really Thanks heard for watching your, your opinion on Curtis Samuel? Why like, do you, you want my opinion pre-season? You know, or do no, you want like my opinion right now. now? Yeah, right now. I think people are entirely too hard on him for uh, missing last season with injury. I think this is right, a player right. um, that is very exciting to watch and when healthy can make a difference. We mm-hmm. saw that in his first game. He caught four passes. Three of them went for first downs. Okay. Yeah. This this is a player who can absolutely have an impact. I think he's a little he's too small to kind of do the Debo Samuel thing, but he is a dynamic weapon for this offense when healthy. I think that really it was a disservice to him to keep him around instead of just throwing him on IR. On IR, yeah. They, yeah he should have just weird. been put on IR, but they kept him and then he kept being inactive. And or when he was active, he saw very few snaps. And I think that was a disservice to him because there was that fan expectation. There was that excitement that he was going to be explosive and he was going to be amazing. And then he yeah. comes in injured. Now, I do think that there was a little bit mismanagement with the groin injury that he had at the beginning of the year. Maybe mm-hmm. if they'd shut him down early, you know, he was on the pup or IR early, and then you get him back healthy for the, the stretch run. Maybe yeah, that's the I think answer. There was. Something needed to change there. I think that, again, I think that he's a dynamic player. I think that it'll be exciting. I do want taller receivers here. Not that they're necessary. You want, you just need receivers who get separation. Mm-hmm.
but have I think having a taller receiver is what this you know you know stop running out the Smurfs uh, mm-hmm. you know the the fun bunch and everybody you need get a get a tall receiver to kind of mix it up there whether or not maybe that is just Logan Thomas maybe they're going to re- rely on their tight ends to be the the height of the receiving core but yeah you know, Curtis Samuel I would I just want to see him healthy production yeah so we get that production that we know we can get from him. Yeah, it, it's it's sad. I don't know if that's sad. I don't think sad's the right word, but it's disappointing when a player gets hurt. It's not his fault that he got hurt. So to attack him and say he sucks because he was hurt all year, that's not fair. It's unfortunate, maybe that's the word, that he gets hurt and he barely plays the whole year. Curtis Samuel is a dynamic football player when healthy. And so there therefore if he is healthy this year, he is going to help this offense tremendously. If you look at this offense and you see um if you see Terry McLaurin plays to his potential, Curtis Samuel plays to his potential, Carson Wentz, Antonio Gibson, just those guys alone, we're not even talking about the Logan Thomas, JD McKissick um, um, Deami Brown guys, we're talking about those four that I mentioned. If they play to their potential, this is going to be a high-powered, dynamic offense. But they have to do that, of course. That's another whole thing. Yeah. But the potential of these guys are excellent difference makers, special football players, if they can stay healthy and perform to that level. That's not a given. But it's it rivals a lot of offenses in the NFC if only the NFC there's a lot of AFC teams that just pwn them offensively but uh it rivals a lot of NFC teams offenses so yeah i know it's asking a lot but that's why you get these guys that's why you you sign Samuel to a huge deal and that you trade for Carson Wentz and his 29 million dollar cap hit and you draft a Gibson and things like that, because they are dynamic difference makers, and you hope that they live up to it. Yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see where they go. Still, a lot of time left before the draft to make some moves. So we don't want to get too far into the draft as far as what those plans are, oh. because you know we we need to see where they are. Are you know there's questions yeah. on middle linebacker. Yeah, you know, are they going to get one in free agency? Are they happy with who they have? You know, Cole Holcomb and uh, Jamin Davis and the linebacker core, and when you're playing nickel, I think is okay. I don't, I'm not scared to play that. Yeah. You know, so, you know, but who are they going to get in free agency? I don't think they're going to target a, a wide receiver. I know a lot of people would be excited to see Allen Robinson. Julio Jones was a name mentioned in the the chat a little Julio bit Jones earlier. Is washed. He's done. I, yeah, he's done. Come on. I, his season in Tennessee was more, it was a bit of a disappointment. I'm not going to go as far as to say he was washed because a lot of people are calling OBJ washed and look That's what he true. did when he went to LA and he was seeing the targets that he wasn't seeing in Cleveland. So yeah, for uh, sure. It'll be yeah, you're interesting right. to see where they go with free agency, you know, going forward again, I don't think they're going to make a big splash stoners with me on that. Yeah. So we'll see which guys they get freed up space today. And they'll get yep. more space after June 1st when Landon Collins, who we didn't really talk about having been released uh, as far as that, going to miss him in the box 
Not going to miss him in coverage. Mm-hmm. Wish him the best. No. He, you know, he'll, he'll find a landing spot. But I don't. Think I see what gonna, you did there—a landing spot. <laughs> I don't think he's going to quite be as happy as he thinks he's going to be leaving Washington. So that's going to be something to keep an eye out as well. Before we more? move on, before okay, we move on got- to the uh, cool down, I just wanted to show this real quick. Which I was going to mention this, but I didn't. But this to me is hilarious and true. Oh, sorry, that wasn't it. This one. Draft, middle linebacker, wide receiver, offensive guard, safety, and corner. You know what they drafted last year in the first five rounds? Middle linebacker, wide receiver, offensive guard, safety, and corner. Maybe well, not they drafted that order. A, a, an offensive lineman. Okay. Well, he was a he was a guard. And tackle, he was it was also right? middle linebacker, offensive lineman, wide receiver. Right. I'm not saying well, in this cornerback order. then wide receiver. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily that order. It wasn't in this order, but they're 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 on the hook for this draft to draft the exact same draft as they had last year, you, except for they had a tight end. And if they drafted a tight end this year, you'd you'd be okay with that too. I think most people would be okay with that. Logan Thomas coming right. off a pretty serious injury north of 30. Bates really yeah. flashed, but he's not necessarily as dynamic that you'd hope uh, in the receiving game, though I think That's that he crazy. did flash. I think he flashed. Uh, quite a bit there, so it would be That's interesting. crazy that that it's the exact same needs this year as it was last year of what you drafted, and that's not good either. It'll be it'll be interesting. That's going to wrap up our free agency talk for actually overtime. Anybody's anyways, but Holy we're going to do a real here. quick cool down. We real appreciate quick. everybody jumping in. Stay here for the cool down because we're going to be talking our other DC sports team yeah. teams and the moves that they've made coming up here. All right, welcome to the cool down. We're going to talk some of our other DC sports. Let's start with something positive. Okay. Okay, let's go to the Capitals. Yeah, man. Ovi, future Hall of Famer. Yep. Makes it to number three on the list. What's What do you think? Obviously, he was already a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. Already, right? Sure. But what's that say? What's that mean, really, that he, he was able to get to, to, to pass, uh, you know, and to number three on his own? Well, there are two players in the history of professional hockey in the United States who have more goals than Alex Ovechkin, and that's Wayne Gretzky and Gordy Howe. Basically, the two greatest players in the history of the game are the only two left in front of him, and he only has to get 127 more. Now, that's only about three years' worth of production on the pace that he's doing. He's going to get there, and it's pretty amazing uh, what he's doing. So, yes, he's in third place all by himself in the history of the game. That's pretty cool. Good. I'm excited. So 120 more is to pass Wayne Gretzky. How far away is he from Howe? Uh, I believe Howe is at 801. So he'll get there next year. Next year, okay. That's yeah, what, I mean, I unless like, he goes I, on a ridiculous heater. I wanted year. to see whether or not you know we had another one to get there. So as far yeah, as yeah, it'll be next you know. year. But what's going to be really cool is he's going to hit number eight hundred, which is a huge uh, milestone, obviously, right? And then right after that, eight hundred one is going to be to tie Gordy Howe, and then eight hundred two is going to be to pass Gordy Howe. That's going to be a, an amazing 
kind of set of games that he's going to have. It'll be next year sometime. Assuming he stays healthy, of course, which he has basically his entire career for 17 years or whatever it's been. All right, good. So let's uh, let's sandwich uh, some good news in with some bad news. There were some oh. bad talk talk here. Uh, Washington Wizards, yeah, continue to just not be the team that we were hoping they were going to be when they started ten and three. Uh, quick thoughts on that? Uh, I have no thoughts on that. I'm I'm boycotting the Wizards. Even though as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go watch the end of the uh, Wizards. I'm going to let you know that you should just skip it. Okay. Just skip it. It's just if you. I'm going to give a quick upset again. We stream this live. Uh, Wizards are playing currently. The first quarter when I was keeping up with it before the show, yeah. I was kind of I was like, okay, we can we can watch this afterwards. It's currently 99 to 73. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not so not that. worth watching. The Wiz. I think for some fans, they're okay with that because you want that lottery pick and the chance to potentially get there. Uh, and I don't, I just don't know that the Wiz are, are, they're definitely not playing well enough to get to the play in games. Yeah. But they're not really playing well enough for me to be excited. Watching the games are, are pretty abysmal. Yeah. They're not yeah. fun. You, you know, you can have a losing team that's still fun and they're just not fun to watch. There's still a lot of questions. KCP continues to see, the majority of minutes when a lot of people would like to Done see with Rui. Him. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Wh- why are we playing KCP so ma- Why Why are they playing KCP so many minutes? He's not your future. It's yeah, time you got to go Avdia, who's down. also, you know, you know, mostly sidelined. You'd like to see more of him. Uh, and, you know, especially, you know, maybe in the point forward role, which is what he was kind of bringing up in the Europe leagues. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's going to be something. One thing I will say, Kispert, was an excellent pickup. I love Kispert. He's a dog, man. He's going to be a good player. Now, he can't really do a whole lot creatively on his own, but he can knock down shots. He can hit the mid-range. He does a lot of little things. He He's he's um, limited defensively as well, but but I like him. The, uh, that's the- that's kind of – that's what happens, right? In this area, you follow the, all different yeah, if, kinds of teams. Do, I mean, you're we, a you're a freaking I'm a Thunder, Thunder fan. fan. Get I, out I, of here again, uh, Oklahoma born because I was I was an Air Force brat born in Tinker Oklahoma, Tinker Air Force Base, Oklahoma. I've I've grown to love the Wizards. They're 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 a team that I I, I watch secondary to the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wish they they were more exciting. Were Westbrook did help <laughs> make that transition. Yeah, um, well, that's but true. yeah, they're they're just not a good team. It's now one hundred four to seventy seven. This I'm just I'm not even going to keep this this box score op- open. Yeah, I'm not right now. The now let's get back to some good news real quick. The Washington Nationals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. signed back fan favorite Doolittle. Yeah, I mean, okay, he's a piece. He's a piece. This is a this is a team that's going to with or without Doolittle. Right, it's great that he's back. He is a fan favorite. Does great things in the community. Um, with or without him, they're gonna they're gonna be dabbling with that hundred loss mark this year, I believe. Unless yeah, they do I, something here soon, they reportedly said that they were gonna go out and spend big this free agency. I think what they're trying to do is prove to Soto that they they want to build a winner. Yeah, 
you know, so, the designator hitter is the first time that it's going to be hit in full time mm-hmm. for for the Nationals. So that they signed a darn good designated hitter there. Absolutely. So, Fringe I, Hall I of think Famer. We're, we're going to have a full on preview for the Nationals. So I don't want to dive too much in, but I just yeah. wanted to bring up the good news. Do little, you know, he's, yeah, he's somebody dude. who you can be happy with for the team. So yeah, at sure. least we're going to end right. on a positive note. Fair there. enough. So that's really what I wanted to do. <laughs> Cade, uh, we appreciate you jumping in here. We had lots to say on Wentz. Oh, yeah. Check that out for during the game because that was we were we were actually about a, an hour and twenty minutes into the full podcast, which is twenty minutes over what we normally do. Yeah, and a large part of that was because we talked extensively about Wentz, our thoughts on him, and what the team can do in free agency to support him. So catch that out uh, in this video if you're just jumping in. And, uh, and check that out in that middle section. We stream live every Wednesday, 7.30, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. If you're on our YouTube channel, make sure that you like this video, subscribe to the channel for more great content surrounding your DC sports teams. And of course, then this goes on to all the audio platforms so you can listen to it on the go wherever you would like to listen to your podcast. I'm Nathan, that's The Stoner. And until next time. What's that? Be a fan. We love Washington. Uh huh. And we don't die hard fans. Yeah, we are. And you know we keep it on 10. One, two, three. One, two, three. Let's go. And they gifted. We are. Breath the dish. Come on now and join us. Join us. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.